Hi, and welcome to episode 33 of Five Minutes of Rum. This episode of Five Minutes of Rum is somewhat unique and calls for a different sort of introduction. The rum in this episode isn't used in a lot of cocktail recipes. In fact, the only recipe book I have that mentioned it, mentions it is Liquid Vacation, the recipe book from Frankie's Tiki Room in Las Vegas. Frankie's uses this rum in a handful of their original cocktails, and that rum is Stro 80. Just last month, I visited Frankie's for a second weekend, the first time being in 2012. The book Liquid Vacation is a nicely put together coffee table slash recipe book, and so I decided to do a show that featured both Frankie's and Stro rum. Frankie's is a terrific tiki bar, no, no joke, that doesn't take itself too seriously, and that's how I like to think of this episode, not to be taken all that seriously. And on that note, I will <clears throat> sip the Stro 80 and then use it in a Frankie's original cocktail, the 5-0 Fireball. All right, so let's start with Stro. Uh, the Stro bottle has always seemed like a novelty to me, not really a true rum, but just something that I would see on the, the BevMo shelves when I cruised through the rum uh, section at BevMo. In fact, it wasn't even until maybe three years ago that I even tried it. Uh, Stro is marketed in several strengths and is billed as a spiced rum of all things. Uh, the distillery that um, produces Stro was founded in 1832 by Sebastian, Sebastian Stro in the state of Austria-Hungary. Now, at the time, Austria-Hungary had no access to the colonies in the Caribbean where molasses and sugarcane was available and being produced, and so the company wanted to replicate or try to make a rum and replicate that flavor by combining flavorants and dyes to diluted ethanol. Getting thirsty yet? Uh, these days, the European community regulations stipulate that it's made from sugarcane by byproducts, so it's a little bit more rum-esque in that way. The Stro variants are Stro 38, 40, 54, 60, and 80. Those are the ABV values, and the most common versions I see locally are the Stro 60 and the Stro 80, which means the Stro 120 proof and the Stro 160 proof, respectively. The company primarily exports to other European countries, particularly Germany and Scandinavia. In its native Austria, Stro is also used uh, as a cooking additive in jam, cakes, and pastries. The official Stro website is a little light on the details of the actual process of making Stro, but I think that's probably okay in this case. The salient points are that the base rum is infused with essences and aromas, i.e. botanicals, uh, according to a secret recipe. So kind of like that secret recipe that Angostura follows or the secret recipe that any other you know closely guarded, guarded corporate secret uh, follows. Like, uh, anyways. Uh, so anyways, yes, it's a strong spiced rum with unspecified spices. Now, the version I have is, is the Stro 80 bottled at 160 proof, again, or 80% alcohol by volume. I find it to be uh, somewhat easily available at my local BevMo and Total Wine stores, and I bought the smallest bottle I could find, knowing that I wouldn't be using it that often. So, do some tasty notes on the Stro 80. Uh, in terms of appearance, no matter what size bottle you get, the Stro will come in a flask-sized bottle. Uh, that's probably not by accident and it is a distinctly reddish-brown liquor when it's held in indirect light in a glass. When held right up to a strong light, it's the, it sort of becomes primarily brown in color. Uh, swirled in a glass, it forms legs, uh, but those drop pretty fast, and then uh, you get a few droplets on the side of the glass. In terms of aroma, uh, it very strong butterscotch aroma from the bottle, even after you just uncap it. You don't even really have to put your nose to it. You can smell butterscotch right away. Um, if you get a little closer, there might be a hint of some spice, uh, but it's way, way, way behind the candy smell. Now, once you pour it into a glass and swirl it, it's on at that point. A very, very strong astringent alcohol 
punch in the nose is followed by some residual butterscotch, uh, but your nose is beginning at that point to warn you about what's in the glass. Uh, you also get a medicinal aroma, which I don't typically see as a welcome sign to something that I really want to drink, but there it is. Uh, taste. So guys, I had some of this before recording, and these are the notes. Uh, there is some sugar in the, in that rum. There is some roughness on the tongue and roughness on the throat with some heat. I do taste that mix of medicine and hard candy, which is somehow even less appealing than it sounds. And since I still have some in my glass, we'll go ahead and try a little right now live to tape. Ooh. So I can get right to the finish. Wow, the burn. So see, whether you sip it or shoot it, there is like a one to two second delay where you think, yeah, it might be in the, it might be in the clear. And then the spirit sort of explodes and unloads the fire even on a tiny sip. Excuse me, I'm going to get a little water here. So if you treat it with a great deal of respect and sip it slowly, it won't completely wreck your throat, at least not at first. No, it's really still not that pleasant. Uh, if I would to, you know, if I paraphrase an old Mike Myers bit about Scottish cuisine, it feels like it was based on a dare. So to sum up the Stroh 80, I, I can't really endorse keeping a bottle of this around the house unless you want to work through the Frankie's recipe book. In that case, if you do, look for the smaller bottle and just keep that on hand. You're not really going to sip this, that's for sure. And while I think I could probably concoct some balanced recipes with it, given enough time for trial and error, I'm more inclined to stick to overproofs of a different variety, such as a plantation overproof or uh, something of that nature. Uh, this is definitely one for the completest, but not a requirement for any classic cocktails. Okay, so like I mentioned, the the only recipe book slash cocktail bar that I know that even features Stroh Rum is Frankie's Tiki Room and their cocktail book Liquid Vacation. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Frankie's Tiki Room is a locals-oriented dive bar located in Las Vegas uh, between the Strip and downtown, and it is uh, one of the best decorated and most fun tiki bars I've been to, um, and I've been to my share. Uh, I've posted a number of photos in the show notes. I've also linked to some photos that I've posted on Flickr from the show notes. Um, it is a great-looking bar and, of course, dimly lit, so the pictures are a little bit of a challenge, but there are a couple of good shots in there. The interior was designed by Bamboo Ben with uh, additional art and tiki's by the likes of Crazy Al, uh, Leroy Schmaltz from Oceanic Arts, Doug Horn, Bosco, Big Toe, Ben's Art, and many more. Uh, Frankie's also has a great jukebox uh, featuring Exotica, Surf, and, and other uh, appropriate fare. And while I don't really care for TVs in a bar, the ones at Frankie's are usually playing exotic film clips or something appropriate for the atmosphere uh, such as that. I've only spotted sports on the TV once, and that was early on a Sunday afternoon, and it wasn't on for long, so I'll go ahead and excuse that um, in Frankie's case. Uh, they have a pretty extensive collection of tiki mugs um, that they sell with uh, some signature drinks. Pictures of some of those are in the show notes also. And some of those pay homage to Vegas itself. There's the Tiki Bandit. There's a couple other ones that sort of play around with the notion that this is a tiki bar and it's located in Las Vegas. Now, Liquid Vacation, that's the recipe book that accompanies Frankie's Tiki Room, uh, written by P. Moss, who's the owner of not only Frankie's Tiki Room, but also of the Double Down Saloon, also located in Las Vegas. Um, and it's primarily, the book is primarily made up of Frankie's original tiki drinks, and then there's a small section with their take on classic tiki, uh, tiki cocktails at the end of the book. And uh, of note, the first part of the book actually traces tiki's roots in Las Vegas. 
Uh, Tiki, uh, excuse me, Frankie's doesn't hide from where it lives. It's very much a part of Las Vegas and embraces that heritage. Um, it's good to go through that book and see what part Tiki played in the history of Las Vegas, most prominently with the Aku, Aku Lounge out in front of the Stardust, uh, which is no longer there. Although there is a picture in the show notes of one of the giant uh, Moais that used to be out in front of the Stardust, which is now located at, I think it's called Sunset Lake in Las Vegas and is pretty much retired to being a bird sanctuary. Anyways, there is a bit of Tiki history in Las Vegas, and it's nice to see Frankie's pay homage to that. Um, now, this isn't really a craft cocktail bar. Again, you know, Frankie's isn't hiding from where it lives. Um, it, and this isn't a craft cocktail book. It's a well-photographed book. It's fun to browse. It's got great pictures in it. Um, and it lets you bring some of that Frankie's experience home. I'm not a huge fan of every recipe, that's for sure. Uh, for every black duck, there's a fink bomb. Uh, but I do love coming through the book, combing through the book and seeing what they've put together. And it has its own personality. There's drink names, uh, you know, playful drink names such as the Bender Ender, the Lava Letch, the Ninth Island, which uh, Las Vegas is somehow sometimes referred to as, and the Three Rum Scum. So again, it's got personality. It's a lot of fun. Doesn't take itself too seriously, and it shouldn't be taken too seriously. Don't look to that book as this is going to be where my guide for creating uh, classic cocktails. In fact, Frankie's in general have gone for tropical over class, uh, over classic and, and people love the place. So when you go there, uh, you'll find people having a great time. And, and as someone who's into rum and classics drinks, uh, what would I find if I combine something like Frankie's and the likes of Stro? Uh, for me, it's a reminder that this is supposed to be fun. You know, having cocktails and the atmosphere is supposed to be fun. It's a way to enjoy spending time with my friends and my family. Uh, no, I'm not going to be making Stro cocktails on a regular basis yet. It's fun to do it from time to time, and it's a great place to hang out. So let's make one of those Frankie's cocktails that features Stro, the 5-0 Fireball. So like many Frankie's drinks, a little pun in, in regards to the name. Um, and the 5-0 Fireball itself, this is a drink that is stacked with booze. Uh, it doesn't look like there's much in the way of sweet or weak, uh, but then you see the soda and the 7-Up there in the recipe, and that lengthens the drink a little bit. Otherwise, it's kind of similar to the way a 34 zombie is put together, just in terms of the citrus to rum ratio. Um, and this isn't on the primary menu at Frankie's Tiki Room right now, but they'll make anything from the book as far as I can tell. I walked up and ordered it, and they were more than happy to make it. Uh, the ingredient list itself isn't too esoteric and doesn't have any of the mango slash papaya slash guava components that many of the Frankie's drinks do. So uh, chances are decent that you may have most of this material at home if you've got a relatively well-stocked tiki bar. And it's got Stroh, so this was the one that I chose for this episode. Um, I figured I could order one on the premises when I was at Frankie's and then come home and make my own and see how the two compared. So to put together the 5-0 Fireball, you're going to need one ounce of Lemon Heart 151, one ounce of Myers Dark Rum, I substituted Karuba, one half ounce of Appleton Special Gold Rum, I substituted Appleton VX, three quarter ounce of Chambord, one half ounce of Cointreau, I used Pierre Ferrand Dry Curacao, one half ounce of vanilla syrup, please see episode 32 if you need more information on vanilla syrup, one half ounce of fresh lime juice, one dash of orange bitters, I used Fee's orange bitters, two ounces of club soda, one ounce of 7-Up, I substitute Sprite because you're not gonna notice a difference, and one half ounce of Stro 80 and one sugar cube. So to actually make the drink, soak the sugar cube in the Stro rum and set that aside. Combine all the remaining ingredients in a hurricane glass filled with ice, pour into a cocktail shaker, and then pour back into the hurricane glass without actually shaking the drink. 
Pour the straw on top of the cocktail. Place the sugar cube on top using some tongs. Light the sugar cube, admire the flame, and then extinguish the flame by dunking the cube in the cocktail with a spoon and go ahead and sip that drink. Now, I do have two versions here. The notes I have, if I were to compare when I had it at Frankie's, my notes here, uh, strong and sweet, possibly from the Chambord, uh, notes of butterscotch from the Stroh, uh, finish with a bit of burn also from the Stroh, not a lot of balance, um, and I'd add some bitter. So at the time when I ordered it, I apparently didn't know that there was an ounce or a dash of bitters in there, uh, but that was a note that I'd put on there. And keep in mind, this was probably the second or third drink I had at Frankie's, so I don't know that these are the most coherent notes. So now I've made the drink again at home, uh, according to the recipe I just provided. Um, and the notes I had there when I made it at home, uh, definitely, again, note uh, the nose of Stroh and the butterscotch on top, of course, because you're floating that uh, strong, but it was less sweet than I recalled from the Frankie's version. Um, I think it does benefit from using slightly better rum, so substituting in the Caruba and the Appleton VX probably improved the drink. Uh, I got it a, a little bit more bitter, and I could taste the Fee's orange bitters. I don't know if I used more or if I, you know, just using Fee's instead of what Frankie's used might have been a little bit different. Um, and again, I found it not perfectly balanced, but better than the one at the bar. It was still strong, um, and it had the effervescence from the soda that's in it, both from the uh, club soda as well from the uh, from the Sprite. Uh, eventually, I went ahead and stirred in the float. Uh, getting the straw as part of the as the sip at the top wasn't really ideal. Um, and then once it was stirred in, a little bit more of an easy finish. So the 5.0 Fireball, as you can tell by the ingredient list, is really designed to be high potency, high you know, high octane, it definitely fulfills that requirement. Uh, it's not like drinking a 34 zombie, or it's not like drinking a rum barrel, uh, but it's definitely one of those, you know, you can go order that at Frankie's Tiki Room, uh, have a strong drink, make sure that they're calling a taxi for you outside and have a good time. And I don't know how many I'll make at home, but it was fun to make a couple and there's pictures of it in the show notes. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Show notes are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5, minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe there, rate the show there. You can leave a review. If you leave a review, that would help. Uh, more reviews equals more recognition, more people listening to the show, which is always a positive. The show is also on Twitter as at 5 Minutes of Rum. That's the at symbol, number 5, Minutes of Rum. Uh, either via the website or Twitter, you can send in comments, corrections, feedback, or requests. And now, go get some rum.